All right, everybody. Uh, welcome back to this very special Buckbusters podcast, where this is episode, episode number 50! Fuckers! We're going to record this time, right? Yeah, we're going to record this time. Okay. Let's go. Hard to believe we're already at 50 already. And still as immature as episode one. Fuck yeah, oh, we are. Well, minus one big immature asshole who's not here. So <laughs> yeah. four, four-fifths of the immaturity. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wouldn't say that. I think, I think Colin's the most immature out of all of us. I'm a close second. But I get the most shit done. Let's go. Mm, Fair enough. Yep. I guess. All right. Let's jump into it. I know I have a couple questions to get us wrong here as I struggle to pull it up here on my... You struggle st- to pull up everything. It's all right. <laughs> and you just struggle, period. I know. What do you think I drink? <laughs> all right. So, question for all of us. Who is currently, who currently has the best value contract who is not on entry-level contracts? So, like, like, like say, like... Okay, I'm, I'm going to throw out, out a player here that we all know and we all love. Uh, currently, Evan Rodriguez is on a contract, uh, a minimum, a league minimum, but it does not have an entry level <coughs> contract. He has, he's making twenty nine thousand dollars a year, a season. So who do you, who else do you think is who, who should get a pay raise? Well, pretty much. Who should get a pay raise? Who should get a pay raise? Because they're Brian Rust. Right off the bat, I'm saying Brian Rust. Well, who who has the lowest cost per point? I should say. Um, well, give us a position. Well, it it doesn't matter. It's your oh, fucking doesn't. opinion. Oh, all right. It's so your it's your fun. Oh, I thought you had a list of players there. And af- you were like, okay, after this season, huh. with the way he's playing, I'm gonna go with Igor Shosturkin. Just okay. right off the bat with how he's yeah. been this season, man. Un- he's been what, really under two, under two goal, point zero goals against, and he's get, what twenty eight wins on the season now. Yeah, I'm, dude I'm is gonna, unbelievable. I'm gonna like, have to go with. Oh my god, the. Hurricanes goaltender. I can't think of. Freddie. Yeah, he's on a contract. Well, he he's still on contract, but he's he's making you know a couple million dollars yeah. salary. He's he's gonna think he's been around for quite a while. He was yeah. the Leafs goaltender for what six years? Five six, six, six years. Six years, and he's only seen six playoff series in those six years. So really, he's only made it to the first round so six times. times. He's made it to the second round zero zero times. Maybe that will trade with Carolina. Yeah, that's, that's well, it's it's very well possible. But here, here are the top ten best value contracts as for the NHL. Those cost per points, not an uh, not on an entry level contract. Uh, the bottom, uh, not the bottom of the barrel, but the highest paying, highest paid, lowest paid player, Tate Thompson, Tate, yeah, Thompson, Tate Thompson, Thompson of the Buffalo Sabers at thirty five k a year, Nicholas Roy, Roy at thirty three, Troy Terry at thirty two. Uh, Travis Boyd at 31, Oliver Killington at 31, Erod at 29, Mason Marshman at 29, Tanner uh, Genots at 25, Carter Verhage at 25, Tony D'Angelo at 25, and coming in with the lowest paid poor points, Michael Bunton. Bunton! You're telling me Carter Verhage and uh, that. With one you just named after him, I'm already blank on his name. D'Angelo. D'Angelo yeah. are only making 25k a year. On their current wow. contracts. Wow. Damn. I mean, Carter Verhage. I mean, yeah, he's not as good as say D'Angelo or some of the other guys on that list, but still worth more than 25,000 a year. Yeah. yeah well, I mean, if, if if you look at the, at the teams that they're currently on, Verhage is <laughs> with the Panthers and D'Angelo is with the Hurricanes right now. 
to be making yeah, that I, many. I fucking make more than that a year. <laughs> like, well, they, this is also the lowest cost per point. So, I mean, the, mm. their, their value what, is kind of... What exactly does that mean per point? I was hoping one of you all, you all would know. <laughs> if I had to take a But, shot, again, well, they, they, this is via the NHL. Is that, like, per point, literally per point that they get? Yeah. Like, that I, they get if that I have point? to take If I have to take I a shot so. in the dark at this, I think they would divide it by how many well, points and, you have, like, in a game or per season. So if he's making, say, for example, he gets 25 points on the season, and he's making 25 grand. You narrow it down, that's, like, a grand per point. Well, in that case, you know, Sidney Crosby will be making way less with how many points he gets. I know, so. but, he, but Sidney Crosby is more paying on his play style and what he can do on the ice, not the points he can score. <clears throat> yeah, contracts definitely. D'Angelo is going to get paid at the end of the year, I think. Verhaggy's going to get paid. Yeah. Um, Marchman will probably get or paid look at the end of the year. Or look at what we were saying earlier about Brian Rust. You know, I agree with Kyle. He definitely deserves to get paid a little bit more. It's not about if they, if they don't give him a big contract, they better get something good for him. Something really fucking good well, in return for a trade. Yeah, and what I was well, gonna, you, you got or, they, Brian, be, they better not lose him to free agency. Is all I gotta say. Yeah, here, but that, here's the thing, Brian Russ. Technically, like this is last season on his contract, mm-hmm. so he can test free agency if he wants to. Yeah. So I, 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 don't, I don't see him being one to do that. I can definitely see him being one one of the ones that wants to stay. Yeah. Obviously, playing next to Sidney Crosby. I mean, who well, who would want to leave that line? Yeah, or, or even it, worst it, case scenario, pay with you know I never forget any Malkin or yeah. Jeff yeah. Carter, like yeah. he, even top aside, some of the biggest names and all the biggest centers in the game at the moment. I mean, even seeing Jeff Carter that you know just signed that two year contract a couple couple weeks ago, we can who that may I, I said I think I said this a couple weeks ago that makes me start to think that we may be getting to the end of the road of Evgeny Malkin. Yeah, he, even we though definitely, he, definitely see Jeff Carter bump him to that second line, and then Erod can probably eventually. Make his own, make his own line and that third line. You know, even, create his own line. Even though Evgeny Malkin has clearly stated with the Penguins management, hey, I'm willing to take a massive yeah. pay cut in order to stay in the Still City, in order to stay, you know, rep, rep in the Penguins, you know, uniform. Yeah, on the other hand, Chris Letang. You gotta say it like he says. Yeah, that. yeah, fuck that. Hey, he's yep. not, he's not worth, he's not worth the, the money he's made. I know, Bo, but you can back me up. Paul's not gonna say he's worth. The I money. think, I think yeah. he's worth what he's making now. I don't know if he's worth any more than what he's no. making. No, and and even with age, like he, he's not gonna be worth more like this much. You know, say three seasons on a row. Yeah, because he's what, yeah. thirty three. I think he's a year, 30, year, year younger than Crosby. See, here's the thing, though. You gotta say it like Malkin. I take pay cut to skate in Steel City. I take like pay cut to stay with Sid. I take I pass buck to Sid. He scores. Me, Gino, slow. Little bit bad hands. <laughs> All right, and then, Just and then, empty net. <laughs> and then next, uh, next question. If you can bring back one retired NHL player to play in their prime right now, who would it be and why? Mario. I, right I, off I, the bat. I, I assume I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go right off the bat. I'm going to go Mario. Because if you put him in his prime back in like the early two, like if you go back to like the nineties in his prime, and you he has multiple when he was healthy, and he has like pre cancer, yes, you have to say pre cancer, and you know fast forward to current day when he's in his prime and on his left and right you have Malkin and Gina. Could you imagine? Malkin and Gina, that's the same person. Malkin and Crosby, I'm sorry. You have Malkin on the left, Crosby Wait, on the we right. Had, we had two Malkins. What the yeah. fuck? When did this happen? So Malkin would be on the left, Crosby would be on the right. You'd have, you know, you'd have him right in the middle, and it would be one of the best lines or the best line in the NHL. Period. End of story. Well, in, in this point, I mean, like, I could say, you know, you have Jesus on the left and Connor McDavid on the right. Yeah. yeah. Even though they're the same fucking person. <laughs> I know. Well, first off, go fuck you. I was, I was, 
It, it honestly all depends on what team. Yeah. I mean, can we put any player on any team, or can we do it like kind of like how we did our our dream team, where we have to put that legend on a team that they played for? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. That helps a lot. Anyways, well, well, here, here, as we're going off of that, then. Well, here, here's the thing, because you can have two completely different scenarios or multiple completely different scenarios. Like you can say, Gretzky, the, like, yeah, we like Jeffy said, Gretzky. He can say, like, hey, let's keep him up in Edmonton and have him paired up with, you know, Leon and O'Connor. Or, or, or if you have Wayne, uh, a Gretzky with, you know, a, uh, no, not a Rangers, but a Penguins with Sid and Malkin. Uh, take so the, take, take uh, Mario out of the mix. Okay. So, something I was thinking currently, you know, but going based off of somewhat recently retired players, a lot of people say Gretzky would not have done well with how the NHL is today, you know, with the certain rules and everything that has changed since he played. So look Somebody at that I think of, shout out to Ethan, Pavel Datsuk. Mm-hmm. Put, him on, put him on that Detroit team. Dude, Detroit is one or two elite players away from being a dream team. They really are. Put him on, the, on that first line with Larkin and uh, Bertuzzi, it's game over. Like that. Uh, I mean, e- even if you look at the current roster, you know, no, no all-stars. Even, even I mean, if you're going to go back and give him another another blue line and say Nick Lundstrom. Well, looking at the roster, I mean, their their top six forward core and their top defensive pairing are, are good enough. I mean, granted, granted, they can only do so much with the, the shit roster they currently have. Yeah. Mm. But, like... Well, then and, that's, where, that's where you can go back and look at goaltending and say Chris yeah. Osgood. Yeah. All right, well, here's my question to you guys since we're talking on Detroit. Being they've struggled for so long, is there a way you can reposition that team? And you can say, okay, we can kind of do a little mumbo-jumbo mix and start putting different players at different positions and see how they perform. For an example, if you have to move a defender up to, like, a winger. No. No, I, wouldn't no. that work? No. No? They're, they're defenders for a reason. Well, but I'm just saying. Like saying oh, let's let's ha- let's, let's let Tristan Jari try center for a game. Like that's no. Not- if they're I'm yeah, saying, I'm fucking sitting okay, across the back and, and between the pipes. I'm like, saying oh. if he's like an offensive defenseman and he's over the blue line, switch him and have like a, someone who's a more solid defense who plays a forward. They swap spots, and then you could say okay. But like they say, hold on. Like say if uh, Ryan O'Reilly and Chris Letang were yes. the same team, because Ryan O'Reilly is, is by far one of the one of the, if not the best defensive forwards yes. in the league. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you can even go over to Boston and say Patrice Bergeron, too. Yeah. Throw, throw well, him well, back Patrice on Patrice Bergeron and Charlie McAvoy. Yeah. yeah. So oh, I'm saying... Well, he's a... I'm saying if well, you would yeah, switch... Well, Ma- Ma- McAvoy's a, a defenseman, so yeah. Yeah. obviously he's a good offensive defenseman. Patrice Bergeron's a, two, a good two-way forward. Yeah. Even if you switch some, you, so, and you what I'm saying really make, is if oh, you, you, you can make the argument. I what I'm saying, if you rotate the positions and they end up doing phenomenal, if you give them that different position, it's just, okay, don't go past the blue so line. Detroit is kind of set in stone there. Like, they're not one of those teams that were, they have a lot of two-ways. They have, they have a lot of playmakers. They have a lot of you know, set in stone enforcers that play their respective they, positions. Yeah. There, oh, I know. There are very <laughs> few teams in the league today that you can logically move around. Maybe two of them, you know, the top five, you know, probably four of them in the league. In the league, yeah. in, in total. Well, really. and that's, well, and that's kind of where I got that thought. And to think about, um, kind of jump down to the other more. Like, there's a lot of like in the juniors, like a lot of offensive defensemen that are that, like, that are that able are, to step up. Yeah, that are coming. Be the offense that are coming up. Well, and and so yeah, even take our local Erie Otters, and you can try it in a minor league team for a game. Have your offensive defenseman play defense, and have but, your 
defensive offensemen who are good at scoring goals on defense swap spots. And you're like, okay, if they perform well enough, keep them at that position. And then maybe have them talk and be like, okay, what do you want to play tonight? Get the two guys together, sit them down, and be like, you want to be on offense or defense tonight? You'd have have to go like much, much younger. Yeah, Still. And it's, it's, can, it's not like football where, you know, yeah. these players have probably been, have grown up playing forward or blown up playing the winger or center their entire life. Compared to, there's, a, there's a lot of football players, such as the first one that comes to mind, Antoine randall yeah. was a was a, a quarterback in both high school and college. And then he was running once back he, for Pittsburgh. He was a wide receiver for Pittsburgh once mm-hmm. he got to the NFL. Yeah. And another one was Antonio Brown, if I'm not mistaken. He was also a quarterback was, in high school, high school and now yeah. he comes in and he's a wide receiver. Yeah. So there's a lot of ways that, and I, if I'm not, the joke is, but I'm pretty sure Lamar Jackson was a running back in high he school. He was, yeah. And now he's a quarterback, still well, a running back. And again, but. I just wanted to kind of say that being, I thought it was kind of intriguing, you know, being if you were able to take two players like that, and they're good on each side of the ice, and just swap them and be like, okay, let's ju- even do it in a scrimmage. Be like, okay, let's see how this works out. If you like playing on the opposite end of the ice, let me know and I can switch you two. You know, it, it, it all depends, man. There, I mean, there's just not enough of those type of players to be able to do that. I, I definitely yeah, I see where you're coming from, and it'd be cool as hell to see. It'd definitely be a cool test, but there's just not enough two ways in the league to, yeah, to be able to I, do that. No, I totally understand. But again, I figured I'd throw it out there just to see what your input was. <laughs> All right, moving on. I know, Kyle, you had a question, too. I was going to wait until we got past the the, the the weekly news and stuff. Okay. So, well, on the top of it, I know, Jeff, you have the, the OHL um, stuff, or minor league stuff. Yeah. Starting with um, in the OHL with the Erie Otters, um, on Friday's game, um, t- March 4th, today's the 6th. Today's the 6th, yeah. Okay. Um, Noah Sador played his 100th career game against Flint. Um and then, at the same night, um, Flint um, Colson, uh, rookie Colson uh, Peter's game-winning goal on, um, was his 18th of the season, the most by a rookie in Flint history. Um, and then, with, then two. It was a milestone for two defensemen. Um, with the goal and forces a piece on Friday, Casper um, Larson and Chase Sharpe joined Ottawa um, Generals on Jack um, Matter as the second and third defenseman to record five points in, in a game, and they both set a Steelhead's record. So not pretty cool, cool there. Um, and then, coming from the Hamilton Bulldogs um, with three assists in last Sunday's game, um, seventh straight, um, Nathan um, Stados record his 50, 52nd point of the season and setting a Bulldogs um, single season franchise record for a defen- defenseman. And then that was uh, all the OHL. I did. I just did you? Okay. yeah. yeah. Alright, uh moving slowly up to the I uh, double Obviously with all the what whatever you want to call it stuff going on between Russia and Ukraine or Ukraine. Ukraine. Yes. Ukraine. Ukraine. Oh. Ukraine. That 
uh, IIHF has banned Russia and Belarus from the tournaments until further notice. We'll also move that, that 2023 WJC out of Russia. Wow. That's, not, that's, that's crazy. Well, it's not crazy. It's just like... It's, it's just getting serious, man. We don't, they don't, wanna, they don't yeah. want to be anywhere close to be a part of what's going on. Yeah. The, oh. the, the conflict um, that's going on, regardless yeah. of what, what side you're on, like. Yeah. And I know they've pulled, like, all the Russian players oh, off of, like, their... The CCM, they're, like, they're, they're the, advertising. Ovi, and, didn't they pull out... Isn't Ovi not? Ovi, Antony uh, and Evgeny Malkin, Evgeny Kuznetsov. They, a, a, bunch, a, a bunch of these Russian-born players, uh, no, their, their equipment was pulled off shelves just because yeah, of... Okay. Even, even with yeah. most of them, especially Alex Ovechkin being like, this needs to stop. Yeah. We need to end this. Yeah, because he was, he was like... I don't... He's like, I'm not a politician, but he's like... It's just war needs, needs to end, yeah. yeah. So, hopping into the NHL, I'm going to start with some sad news. Um, Ivan, I'm going to butcher this last name, Miro Shevnikov, or Shenko, the top, the top 2022 prospect has been diagnosed with Hodgkin's lymphoma and, and is going to miss all of next season. I and honestly, my... Be- my yeah, heart, my best, my prayers, all of my best wishes go out to him and his family. That's going to be a lot you, to deal with, especially you, being 19 years old. Yeah. Regardless of who the fuck you are, that's yeah. tough. So. And I did a little bit on Google, and they said there's literally less than 200,000 cases a year. And this poor kid is 19. It's like, this shit's serious. And, again, and the, the last player that young that comes to mind was James Conner at yeah. the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think he's, yeah. he's either 19 or 20. He, he was, was still 19, young. He yeah. was very young. And he was again, young, no, he, sophomore year. He was a sophomore yeah. high school. Yeah. Yeah. And Pip. Uh, Pip. sophomore, Pip. yeah. So, again, best wishes go to him and his family. We're praying for a – from all of us here in the studio, we're, pr- we're praying for a safe recovery for you, buddy. We hope you're Absolutely. doing well. All right. Now let's move on to some more positive, better news. The 2023 NHL Stadium Series – where the Carolina Hurricanes will host the Washington Capitals Ooh. and the Navy Federal Credit Union NHL. Uh, and, uh, yeah. Take your time. No. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, another uh, a big trade between the Mo- uh, Montreal Canadiens and the, Mon- uh, Montreal. the Montreal. Montreal and Montreal. Yes, they <laughs> the, traded the Maple with each Leafs. Other. The Maple Leafs. Uh, the Montreal the Ma- Maple Leafs. Yes. Welcome uh, to the NHL, Montreal Maple Leafs. The Toronto Maple Leafs acquired uh, defenseman Ben Chirot and a third-round pick in 2022, where the Canadians receive a couple prospects in a uh, 2022 first-round pick. And earlier this week, the Oilers traded out goaltender Alex Delac to his old team, the San Jose Sharks, in exchange for future considerations. So very, very small trade there, but. The Sharks are getting a goaltender that they need because, um, you know, somebody that they're familiar with due to a lot of injuries that they have going on in the net. So good, good luck to him over there, man. I'd definitely have to see him back in his old, his old team over there. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I don't know the news. The, NH, uh, the Jets are the first team in NHL history to pull a four-goal lead yet still ended up winning by four goals. They're wow. also the first team ever to score four-plus straight goals Allow four plus straight goals and then score four plus straight goals to win again. That was well, the game was what like ten seven. No, no, that was that, that was the game last week that we talked that about. Was the Detroit, oh, okay. Toronto, Detroit, Toronto, the football game. Yeah, <laughs> the football game that broke out during a hockey game. Yep. <laughs> um, shout out to Nick Schmaltz on the Arizona Coyotes. Set a club franchise record for most points in a single game. How many was it? 
Uh, two goals and five assists in the seven, to five wins. So he had seven. Oh, po- he had oh. seven points out of the eight goals that Arizona. Oh yeah, I saw Arizona put up eight goals. Eight like goal. imagine giving up. Oh. I know it was the Senators, but give up. Imagine giving up eight yeah. goals to the last place team in the and league. You know what's even scarier? I have the Senators goalie on my fantasy. <laughs> Ouch! And I still fucking lost to you. <laughs> Eighteen and one, bitch. <laughs> What was the other big announcement? Um, Alex Ovechkin scored goal number 763 this this week. Uh, now just three shy of Yager in what, fourth place? Yes, he's in fourth. Fourth or fifth? Yeah. I think passing Yager would jump into fourth, wouldn't it? Or fifth? Uh, passing Yager would be into he, fourth. No, he, he's currently in fourth, and Yager's oh. in third. Okay. Oh, okay. And he'll do that later this week, most yeah. likely. Oh, I'm sure. No, no mo- not most likely. He no, will. So it just yeah, matter so which night. Will yeah, that's right. Well, who do the Caps... Well, you guys do this. I'm going to look up who the ca- yeah, Caps... One last them. piece of uh, information here. Uh, Chris Letang jumps into the third player in Penguins history for games played at 9-16, just ahead of Mario Lemieux at 9-15, and Yammer Yager at 806. Behind, behind Evgeny Malkin at 9-61, and Sidney Crosby at 1,084. So, and then as of right now, other major milestones. Uh, Wayne Simmons has recently played in his 1,000th career game in the, in the NHL, which he's currently the five, uh, fifth. Five. five. <laughs> You're doing great tonight. You are. <laughs> it's been a long fucking day to work, okay? I don't want to hear it. I feel you. I feel you. He is currently the fifth black pe- player in NHL history to play, uh, to play in the NHL. Okay. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, 1,000 career games. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Fourth place is Don Brashear at uh, 1,025. Trevor Daly is in third with, at 1,058. Mike Greer at 1,060. And the number one player, or the, the mo- number one most played black player in the NHL <laughs> is no other than Iggy. Iggy. Jerome Iggy Ginla at 1,550. 54 games. Okay, also, also tonight, Mark Giordano just played his yeah. 1,000th career game. So going back to the Caps, I have their next five games where you guys tell me what uh, what games Ovi's going to pot a goal. The 8th, Caps and Flames. The ninth, Caps and Oilers. 11th, Caps and Canucks. 15th, Caps and Isles. And the 17th, Caps and BJs. It's going to be against the, one of the Canadian teams. I say yeah. the Oilers, probably. I I'm say you can probably get at least two in that I'm, one, I say. I'm going to go with Vancouver. I say I'm thinking Vancouver. I'm, I could even say the Isles, because that's always a barn burner when the Caps and the Isles play. Those are always the games where Ovi wants the puck. He might put up a Hattie. Um, I wouldn't say that, but we're sure. And then, just the other night, um, the Columbus Blue Jackets um, have... Officially retired, um, Rick Nash's number sixty-one. It's the third emotional jersey retirement this year, man. Yeah. That's yep. <laughs> you had, yeah, and that's you had, a... you, had, you had the King, and then you had uh, Pika, Pekka, Pekka, Pekka. Who the hell is That's the second jersey retirement in CBJ history. Yep. First one, one was the, the when they honored who, yeah, yeah, the yeah, goaltender okay. passed away this offseason. Yeah. Yep. All right, so we have an update coming out of. Florida. From the Florida Panthers, forward Ryan Lumberg, ejected from game versus Carolina, had a five-minute major and a game misconduct for charging anti-ranta. Yeah, which, which we yeah. all saw the video off air. So let's start with, we have a guest in the studio for our 50th. Sam, what do you think? I mean, I don't think it's a valid suspension just because he... he was- he left the crease. He was playing the puck. 
That should be a fair hit. Yeah. I mean, but, if you're any other skater on the ice, that's a fair hit. Yep. His head wasn't turned. He was physically looking at that it, other player. Like, it, it shouldn't be a suspension. And, like, if you saw the video, like, you, you could tell, like, originally his arm was up, but, like, he touched his arm like it was going to be a, a shoulder-on-shoulder hit, like it would be any other legal skater. And, like, he's outside the blue paint. Yep. That's a legal hit. I'm sorry. You're, you're a fair game. As soon as they step outside the blue I I think it's a clean personal clean. Like, Colin and Sam, it, he's out of the crease. Like, he was playing the puck. Like it, it might have been like a. a My thing yeah. is, the second you look like you're about to play the puck, that's a fair hit. In, in the, I'm going to be the, the odd one out here in a slight way just to say, yeah, he came out of his crease, but at the same time, once you're out of your crease, you're just as eligible as anybody else out on that ice. Yeah, yeah. You're, well, you're, you're, very, you're just as eligible to defend yourself as the, well, the skaters are. Okay. Well, at, at most, like, he, he might have. Like, he could have received a two-minute penalty for charging. I mean, the yeah. goalies like, had twice as much padding as the players did. Well, they should be able to, makes me, to defend themselves and take a hit. Like well, such what as makes me wonder about it is going off what Colin said. He definitely wasn't trying to stop for the hit. He full-on, you know, sped to the motherfucker and just rocked him. I, again, at yep. the very worst, he should have received a two-minute penalty for charging, and that was it. Yeah. I think maybe the game misconduct, at least. Maybe the game misconduct. I don't, I don't know if the suspension turn. should have been there, but yeah. the game well, I think the game misconduct yeah, is I, I feel yeah. like we can all agree it's not suspension worthy. Yeah. I'm even thinking instead of... I don't know if it should have been five. I think it should have been maybe one or two, but I don't know if it was five. Well, but it, it's, it's also his first it. offense. Yeah. Keep in mind. Yeah. It is his first offense. Yeah. I don't think it was suspension worthy at all. That's kind of like what like when we were talking about last week with um, with another suspension. If you want to s- learn more about that, go watch our other video. Watch? Are they going to watch for a podcast? I mean, our... I mean, it'd be different yeah, if I he would've... was either A, in the paint, or B, if yeah. he was... Oh, yeah. He yeah. came yeah. out of the paint, and he was turned and not looking. Uh, but he going, was looking straight yeah, at him. Going off of what Sam is saying, yes. If he were in the paint and he fucking rocked him, yeah, by all means, suspend him, fine him, five-minute major, kick him out of the game. I don't give a shit. Being the fact that he stood there, he was he, literally skating he, to the puck. He, the puck was about probably 30 feet in no, front of him. He, he, Adam Tumorenta was at the right wing circle. Yes. At the time, at the point of contact. He's in the right wing circle. Fair game. Go ahead, hit him. Again, he was about 30 feet from the net. Yeah. So he went out to skate the puck and pass it up. Now, if you're a goalie, you tend to do that a lot. But if I were him, I would have waited. I would have let him hit me in the crease. If well, really if he was in the crease, he probably wouldn't have went for the hit. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Hockey players can be he, dickheads. He, even so, like it might have been like an incidental contact, like he was shoved into the net. Yeah. Which that case, that's a that's a whole different story. There's no there's no penalty in the play whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. But it's it's tough to say. Again, he's at the right wing circle. I think it's not funny, but just kind of ironic that it's the same exact, pretty much the same exact spot that. Peter, um, Peter Morazic right. was hit in that game. David Ayers gave yeah. him for for Carolina. Very, very similar. Very close to the same spot that Morazic was hit. Yeah. Or yeah. was it Reimer? I can't remember if it was Reimer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it Reimer? Okay. Morazic went down first, and then Reimer went down. Got yeah. The hit. Re- Reimer went down in the pregame warmups, and then Morazic went in, and yeah. Or vice versa. Yeah. I think Morazic went down in the yeah. Morazic went down in the warmups, and then Reimer went down in, in game. Yeah. All right. Uh, speaking of uh, not speaking of injuries, but uh, injury update with Mr. Kyle right over there. As always, uh, 
Jumping over straight into Arizona, Jay Beagle is on the injured reserve with a core after core muscle surgery. Uh, he rejoined the Coyotes on the ice for practice Monday and could return soon from the injured reserve. Uh, moving down to the Sabres, Henry Yoki Harju is back. He's currently day to day, moved up from IR. Uh, Colin Mer- Colin Miller. I almost said Colin Moran. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why the fuck that's even a name. Uh, injured reserve with, is an undisclosed injury. He skated with the Sabres on Wednesday. Uh, that's per, per Mike Harrington of the Buffalo News reports. Uh, still, Tony D'Angelo is still in the injured reserve. He was placed there on this past Saturday with an abdomen injury. Uh, coming out of Colorado, big in big one here. Bowen Byram is currently out with an undisclosed injury. Coming out of Minnesota, a couple big losses with Matt Zuccarello and Jordan Greenway both currently being in day-to-day status, as well as Matt Dumba on the injured reserve with a lower body injury and did not play during uh, Minnesota's two-game road trip this weekend or this week, including Thursday's matchup against the Flyers. Uh, we all know about every, all the Montreal injuries. I don't think I need to go over those. <laughs> there, 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 there's, a, there's a lot. There's a lot they, yeah. You guys sent Collins on the struggle bus. Go watch Montreal. <laughs> Coming out of New no, Jersey. No, no, no. They deserve to be on the struggle bus. Coming out of New they Jersey, Mr. Trade Block Boy, Pavel Zaka is currently in day-to-day status. Uh, coming out of the Islanders, the Big Z, Zidane Char is on the injured reserve with an upper body injury. I keep forgetting he's a uh, It was on the in- injured reserve retroactive to last Saturday. On Saturday. Okay, that's that's what it said. So, um, <laughs> Coming out of the you Rangers. Want, you that that's literally what it says. Was placed on injured reserve retroactive to last Saturday on Saturday. You might, okay, <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> you might have a partner with you on the struggle bus. I was reading. I read it. What it said. I so, know. Uh, coming out of Pittsburgh, Mike Ma- Mike Matheson. Yeah, there we go. Mike Matheson has been put on the injured you reserve. You talk shit now, huh, bud? <laughs> huh, bud? Look at that. You uh, got a passenger on the struggle bus. Collins, let's go, baby. Collins the driver. So yeah, Collins, Collins driving, though, for sure. You ain't driving uh, coming out of, I'm not arguing that. So. Coming out of right. Toronto, Andre Cache is on the injured reserve with an upper body injury. It was placed there as of yesterday, Saturday, per cap friendly. And coming out of Vegas, Max Pacioretty and Braden McNabb are both in day-to-day status. And coming out of Vancouver, Jason Dickinson was out on Friday's game. That does it for your Buckbuster injury report. All right, so I have another question. With for our 50th episode extravaganza here, we're doing another improv episode. We don't really have a main topic here, but this one can kind of maybe somehow lead to one. You guys might have to pull up some of your old notes for this one. Shit, I deleted all. Looking back to your uh, standings predictions from the beginning of the season. Oh. How many of them are you going? How pretty much what I'm going to ask is. At this point of the season, with how far are we in, who, is winning, far are we who in? is winning each division? Oh, jeez. Mm, well, find... Carolina's winning theirs. Well, hold on. Then, well, while we pull that up, I'm going to pull up the uh, the official NHL standings right now. Okay. So, I, I guess we can start over in the Pacific, because that would yeah. make the most sense. So, do I? So, standings. Division. I don't even know if I have them anymore. All right, so going from eight to one, all right, in the Pacific, Seattle's in eighth, then San Jose, Anaheim, Vancouver, Edmonton, Vegas, L.A., then Calgary rounds it up. Yeah, mine's, mine is all over the place. I had Oilers in first, Vegas in second, and the Canucks in third. So, 
So I have two of my top three corrects. With first being Vegas, second being Oilers, and third being Calgary. Yeah. So two of my top three are right, just in the wrong I, was, I had the Kings being eighth, and they're Same. currently second. <laughs> yeah, so let's that, start off uh, bottom to top. No, I also had the Kings in eighth, and they're currently second. I had the Sharks in seventh, and they're currently... Seventh. Oh, seventh, okay. Yeah, same here. I, 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 I had the, all three California teams you know, bottoming yeah. out, when, which, you know, two of the three are correct. You know, San Jose is so, se- so necessarily you don't have to have your predictions out. Just, I thought it would be fair to compare them. Yeah, I, for I some can, reason I, I can't I can try to remember. I don't um, remember who, at this point, who do you think is winning the Pacific? Um, well, he, here's the only problem. Between the fourth place Oilers and the first place Flames, there is a nine-point spread. Yeah, and there's still 26, 27 games to be played. Yeah, between and the games. Uh, both Edmonton and Vegas have 56 games played. LA has 57. Calgary has 54, which is the lowest amount of game played in the division at the moment. Okay, so for my Pacific, being Calgary's already on top, I seriously think, I honestly think it's going to be Vegas. You think Vegas is going to pull it out? I think Vegas, maybe... Edmonton. I think them. I think Vegas and Edmonton are gonna duke it out for one and two. I think. Well, that, that's the thing. Edmonton has sixty-four. Vegas is sixty-six. LA has sixty-nine. <laughs> nice. And Calgary has seventy-three. I know. But Cal- Cal- all in that potential range. But Calgary has you know three games in uh, hand against Vegas, Edmonton, and four. Um, I'm sorry. I'm doing my math wrong. Two games in hand against Vegas, Edmonton, and three games in hand against the, the second base LA. Wow. I'm I'm still I'm gonna go with second Bobo. I think Vegas is gonna be second. Th- I think it's gonna be tough. It, it, is. it will be. They, so they will, well, because I, I know well, I had them coming in in first. And if this. I remember, I had I think I had Vegas in first, LA in second, and I had Edmonton rounding off my top three. Because I thought McDavid and Drysaddle were gonna do a lot better this year. They, they, they're still doing just as good as they have been. But yeah. Minus the little streak. A very, very rough start. Very, very rough start. Patch I mean, there for McDavid. That's what I meant. But yeah. If, they, if McDavid didn't hit the rough, did, I, I, rough I mean, spot the, the, the first month to start this calendar year, you know, there's only one point between I both mean, McDavid both and, McDavid. and I'm, I'm still yeah. pretty proud of my Anaheim prediction saying that they were potentially going to squeak into the playoffs, and they still have a chance to do that. Yeah. yeah. They've yeah. been unbelievable. They, I mean, they're one of the most fun teams to watch. Is yeah. As of right now, they're three points out of fourth place in the Pacific, but Edmonton, who currently holds fourth, has a game in hand against both Anaheim and Vancouver. Yeah. And Vancouver currently, you know, has beaten Anaheim. Yeah. In the standings. Yeah. So. My, my, my Flames in sixth place definitely wasn't a good prediction there, seeing that they're currently in first. So. Yeah. All right. Let's move over to the Central. Uh, current standings, to nobody's surprise, Arizona's in last. Then Chicago's in seventh. Winnipeg in sixth. Smashville in fifth. Then rounding off your top four, Dallas, Minnesota, St. Louis, and Colorado. Honestly, actually, my top three, I actually had. Have the right order for my top three. I had, wow. I had Colorado, St. Louis, and Minnesota. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be honest. The way with the way Minnesota is playing with, especially with uh, Kaprizov, I see Minnesota taking over. I the see only Minnesota one I have one. right is the first place abs in my predictions. Currently. I see, I can see Minnesota overtaking St. Louis and Colorado and Minnesota battling out for first. I think the only ones that are kind of mixed around are. 
Dallas, Nashville, and Winnipeg. I had, I had Chicago going fourth place, making a playoff spot. I don't think that's happening at this point. You never know. <laughs> yeah, as of right now, I have five of my eight teams correct in the standings. Five. Jesus. So I have the Coyotes in last. Then I have the Predators in fifth. The Wa- I'm sorry, I miscounted. Did you miss but, the team? No, I, I miscounted uh, uh, the amount of teams. Then I have the Predators in fifth, the Wild in third, and the Avalanche in first. Okay. Which as I, had, I had the Predators going eighth. Wow. So, <laughs> which as, as two, a, two bad predictions this one, this, this this division. Yeah. I think we did say that at the beginning that this was a tough division to call. Yeah, yeah, very, very tough division to call. Yeah, but as of right now, Colorado has a comfortable uh, place in the standings. Yeah. Right now, they're first in the, the division at 85 points. The next closest team is St. Louis, who's, four, who's 14 points behind so, Colorado. Seven, seven, so it'd have to be seven wins in a row for St. Louis and seven losses in a row for Colorado for them to even have a chance. A chance, yeah. But you so, know that's not going to happen with the team in Colorado. Yeah, no. St. Louis is doing a lot better than I thought they would this year. I had them going sixth in the division this year. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to say Colorado. I don't think that's any other that's way. I don't think surprising. it's any other way. It's I, I, can agree with I can see potentially Minnesota turning around and putting up a fight, yeah. but I don't think they're going to get close enough to, to take the division. Yeah, right now, uh, between second and third, uh, second place St. Louis and third place Minnesota. Four point difference. There, yeah, there's a four point difference. Minnesota does have a game in hand, which isn't going to happen. Yeah. All right. Now, we actually did the, uh, the Metro next. So, bottom and out is the Criers, I mean, the Flyers. The New Jersey, the Islanders, CBJ, the Caps, the Penguins, the Rangers, and topped off the division is the Hurricanes. Uh, Carolina's keeping number one spot. I This one is all... Per, actually, right now, the only ones that are actually right on my stands is um, Pittsburgh and Washington, right? I have Pittsburgh. Actually, I no, Pittsburgh I was, I'm sorry. I had just Pittsburgh and New Jersey, correct? Yeah, I, had the, I, I had the Islanders in second, so. Yeah, I. And I had the Flyers having somewhat of a bounce back year, going fifth place, and they're currently in eighth. I had the Rangers going in seventh, so. Yeah, yeah right. I had the Rangers, all did the any, New did, York team did together. Did anybody predict the Rangers to do this no. this year? No. no. Yeah, what, what did everybody predict them at? I'm, I'm going to agree with Kyle, because I, I remember a little bit of mine here and there. I had New York in three. My top three were Washington. I had Pittsburgh at number two because I had a feeling they're going to have a breakout season this year, and my number three was actually the Islanders. Yeah, because I had the Island. I'm pretty sure I had the Caps number one, Islanders two, and then Pittsburgh. That's so, exactly my top three. I have Capitals, Islanders, and Penguins. But yeah, call, we, call, we, call me biased. I think Pittsburgh can pull it out. I think we can pull it for me. I can. Here's the thing. Pittsburgh is currently six points back out of first place, but Carolina has one game in hand. Yeah. yeah. Well, here's how I think of what Kyle said. Pittsburgh needs to win the next majority of the last 25, 27 games. They need to win at least 10. Well, out of the 25 out of the, games. I'm going to say maybe 15. If I have to win at least 15, 15. 16 of them to have a chance. If they, if they, they can win place. if they can win three quarters of their game, which let's say that's like 15 to, games. To, 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 pull, out, to games. pull out first place, we probably have to say push push 20. Yeah. Winning 20 of those last games. If, Wait, here's the thing. Pittsburgh and Carolina currently have one more game to be played in Pittsburgh on Sunday the 13th. So that's going to kind of determine whether we move up or not. 
And right now, and right now it's a two-way tie between right. Pittsburgh, and the, Pittsburgh yeah. and the Rangers. But the Rangers will get the tiebreaker just because they have one more game. One in more hand. game yeah. in hand. So if I seriously had to guess, I, I I pretty much nailed the Devils. They're in seventh. I had yeah. them in eighth. So I knew I knew we all knew the Devils weren't going to be good. No, I don't think any of us saw the Islanders being as bad as they currently are. Yeah, I don't, three, think, anybody, I don't three, think any of us saw the Rangers being as good as they currently are. Three of my top four are correct. Within yeah. the Capitals, the Penguins, and the Hurricanes. Mm. Swap out the two New York, New York teams. Because yeah. or, originally I had the Islanders going se- uh, second. And I'm the, the same way. I sixth. had the Hurricanes going fourth. So I'm the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had, as as my right top now. four were Capitals, Islanders, Penguins, Hurricanes. Going yeah, from yeah mine were Washington, Islanders, Pittsburgh, and um, Carolina. And then, uh, yeah. then I just had um, Columbus and the Rangers swapped. So, yeah, my, my, it's. I mean, all together, pretty much. If I swapped the Islanders and the Rangers, I'd have been pretty damn close. Yeah, same with mine. All right, let's move on to the Atlantic, guys. Last division. Um, so normal thing, bottom top, Montreal, Ottawa, Buffalo. You know, not surprised the bottom three. Quite. The, the, the Detroit, Boston, Toronto, the Panthers. And then Champa Bay. Okay. I if have... Toronto plays, the Toronto, the Maple Leafs are in the same boat as the Penguins are. If they can win their next 15, if they can, out of the next, you know, round it out to 30 games, because there's a lot of rescheduled games, so round this out to 30 games. If they can win 15, close to 20, I can see Toronto taking number one. Yeah, as of right now, the top three all have, you know, 55 games played, and there's a six-point spread. You know, yeah. Toronto at 74 points. The Panthers at 79 and Tampa at 80. I can seriously see Toronto. If they stay focused and keep playing like they have been, they're taking number one, no doubt in my mind. Well, with the regular season team that they are, yes. But regardless of whether they get home ice advantage or not. Playoffs is where they're going to choke. Well, hit, hit. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty proud of my, my Detroit guess yeah. with them currently being in fifth, and that's where I said they that's where I, I said they'd, they'd Actually, finish. The only ones that are... I, Pretty much just my whole standings are correct, except for Florida and Boston. I just had them swapped. I had Florida going sixth. I don't know why I put Florida yeah. that low. Here, yeah, I had them in fourth instead of... Yeah, um, my, my top... I, I, swap I, I, I nailed the Senators and Sabres. Yeah. I had the Canadians going fourth. My top... My <laughs> top... Okay, so yeah. My top four, I had Tampa Bay, number one. I had Beantown in number two. Toronto, I kept number three, and I actually had Buffalo taken fourth because I thought Buffalo. I had was the gonna, same top three. I had Tampa Bay, Boston, Toronto. Because I thought Buffalo was going to do something good this year because yeah. they've been playing pretty pretty well the last few games. Well, yeah. regular season or playoffs? Yes. <laughs> well. Yeah. Okay, the past two or three regular season games I've caught that are Buffalo I think, games. Yeah, just I'm just going to th- go based off. Or go up against what I said in the preseason predictions. I'm gonna give it to Florida. I'm, I haven't had I haven't had enough faith in them last year. I don't have any faith in them in, in this year. I think they're gonna take it. I well, still... here's the problem. You know, you're, you're looking at you know if the playoffs were to start today, it'd be Florida Toronto, which neither of them have won a a playoff series in how long? Yeah. <laughs> So what? One of these teams are gonna make you know round two regardless. Yeah. It's who's gonna pre- break the curse first, which it's gonna be Florida. Let's be it's, honest. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean, it's and I, I, that's another tough one to call, man. It's 
I still think Tampa. I still, gonna... I still want to see Tampa. I mean, they didn't. They didn't. Tampa finished what third last year, and they still went on to win the cup. Yeah. So I mean, that just proves that it's not always the best teams that go on to win. Yeah. But, I mean, you also gotta. I said, look we'd at. Have, we'd have to look more in depth and see who, what their final, what their last games are, who's playing who, you know. All right. Well, that, I'm gonna kind of add on to this. If the playoffs were to start today, as of the current standings, let's start in the East. So. I'm going to say the uh, the home uh, who has the home ice advantage in the first round. It's going to be Carolina and Washington in the first round. Oh, that'd be a good one. That'd be a good. That'd be a good. That'd be a great series. Preview of next year's uh, stated series. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the other wild card game is going to be Tampa versus Boston, which Ooh. is always going to be an iconic playoff matchup. Yeah. So, out of those two series, who, who do you see winning? So, first of all, it'll be Carolina or Washington. I have Washington in seven. I actually would pull out um, Carolina over Washington. I, I got to agree with Jeffy. Carolina, mm. but I'm going to say double overtime, game seven. I, that's mm. why I said Washington game seven, because both are great franchises. Both know how to play <sighs> the game of that's hockey. That's a tough one. Are you going to join the bandwagon or are you going to join the other It's two? just, I think the only thing what's going to... So I'm, I'm just saying, just based off of playoff experience recently, playoff OV is a different kind of fucking beast. That's why I chose but Washington. Well, Car- but, Car- well, you can tell but, Carolina's playing well, for something this well, year. Well, and here's the thing. Carolina is hungry well, this year. With Washington, they, and they looked good last you, year. Have, you have Oshie, you have OV, you have Kuznetsov, you have all these great names. Yeah, but, Orlov, but, you got Carlson, you, you got you have a very a, a decent goaltender now with, with Ailey Samsonov. And but you have Dimitri and you have Dimitri Orlov uh, as your backup. Uh, although there's a great argument. It's, it's who is Who's gonna the backup? Uh, Vanessa. Vanessa. Oh, okay. Yeah. But here, here's the up. thing. Here's the, the good counter argument is who is really gonna feed off the, the crowds? Uh, obviously, Carolina is going to feed off of you know their, their home crowd. Their home crowd. So that that's I, where I that... would definitely like to see the bunch of jerk celebration make a return in the playoffs. It would. I'd love to see that. <laughs> yeah. Then, I, as for your question for Tampa, Boston, Tampa, Tampa. Tampa. I'm honestly. Then, I'm, yeah, gonna... Bo- Boston's core is getting older, and they Tampa's are, core. I mean, but Tampa, Tampa's core is that, big. That, that but... also means that they have a lot to play for. Yeah. yeah. They're, yeah. they're getting old. That so a, a gonna... lot of them are getting. Pretty much a lot gonna, of them are getting to that point where they're saying one more year, one more year. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to take Boston in six games. I'm going to I'm going to go Boston I'm, in six. I'm still going to go completely against what I said and say Tampa, but it's going to be a hard – it's going to be a seven-game, I think. So and the reason at least I, six, well, seven games. The reason I say this is because uh, Boston is kind of the same team as Washington. They've been there before. They know what they're doing. Playoff Boston is much different than regular season Boston. And it's one of those things where, you know – it's you have the rat, you have Bergeron, Ber- McAvoy, Bergeron, McAvoy. Pasta. Those are your big three in the playoffs. Each one of those are their own monster in themselves. Yeah, you, you can't forget, like yeah. Jeff said, Pastern, David Pashnak. Yeah. Pa- yeah. Even on defense, you can say Jacob DeBrusque as well. You know, mm-hmm. And then you have your goaltending we have yet to see a, We have yet to see a playoff all yeah. or a playoff swimming. Well, yeah, that, I was going to say, then you had and your... Omar's and Omar's yeah. did really, Omar did really good in Buffalo. I know. When I saw he was going to Boston, I'm like, damn, he's really going to be thriving now. So, so I thought he was going to be behind the grass, but that sadly didn't end up happening. Yeah, so with the... That's why I'm going with the... I'm going Boston just with the the uh, goalie core and the four or five players we listed. Because, again, they're all different beasts. All right. Uh, the third playoff series would be between the Rangers and the Penguins. The Penguins yeah. 
Which is, we, we've all seen, we, we've you know, this, seen it. Yeah, we, we see this multiple multiple times before. The Penguins getting we'll, the better hand multiple times. Yeah, and you know the Penguins getting the the upper hand when it mattered, and we ended up capitalizing, going to win the cup. But you know, that one, se- you're going to see what the se- current season series is that between the two. I don't uh, think so. Okay. Well, between the two, I'm not trying to be biased, I got Pittsburgh in six. Because they know Pittsburgh knows when to thrive when they, they need it. That one, as much shit have we been talking. When's the last time the Penguins got out of the first round? As I much know. shit as we've yeah, talked about Toronto, I know we haven't made it out of the first round. Since I feel like on this but it's only been four years. It's not like it, it's worked it's Toronto. Twenty eighteen, twenty years. Ago. I feel like the Rangers would. Was it two thousand four? Last time the Toronto Toronto got out of the first round. Yeah. So four year, between four years and twenty years. That's. And Pittsburgh, again, they're an older core. They have something to play for. They're, most of them are probably going to retire after they win the Cup. Yeah. Like Kyle said, with Boston, one more year. We'll get it. One more year. Malkin has been saying that. Crosby has been saying that. Tanger really. has been saying that. And it's one of those things where it's like you take all these old heads from Pittsburgh, and they're like, we win the Cup. We're going to retire off that dump. Put in. Here, here, here's the thing. Between like there, there's gonna be three matchups between the Rangers and the Penguins this season. No, in total. Okay. There's only one game played in Pittsburgh where the Penguins won one nothing. On well, that was just, just the game before, yeah. before our Columbus game, which we will get to yes. shortly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's one more. There's one game that's gonna be played in MSG and another game that's gonna be played in PPG. Okay. So Put as of right now, the Penguins have the upper hand in the series one nothing. With a one nothing win, yeah. Putting bias aside, I think the Rangers would. You think? Would, would pull it out. I think, yeah. I hate to say it, but yeah, with with the way they've been this year, man, with Kreider, how Sturkin yeah. is and Kreider's absolutely lighting mm. it up. Panarin's feeding him. Then you have Panarin's yeah. been doing. It's been hit or miss. And yeah. La- Lafreniere's been starting starting to show signs of life. Capocacco starting to show show signs of life. Even on the defense with um. Like on his, the, the, their big number one guy right now, Delzato. Or no, not Delzato. Sabanajad? Um, no, he's a forward, Jeff. You, no. Talking to... <laughs> I'm blanking on his name, uh, man. But yeah. Like, he, that, that top line pairing has been amazing for the Rangers so far this year. Yeah. Which is one of the main reasons, I think, for Shostorkin's success. So I was saying Shostorkin isn't good besides defense because yeah. he was pretty good last year. If only Sam were still here because you could be our tiebreaker. <laughs> All right. It's, and it'd, then, it'd be a tough call, man. But. And then the last series in the East. Two teams who have not won a first-round series in fucking forever. Florida and Toronto. We kind of said this just a second ago. I feel like Florida would. Honestly, Toronto has a lot of old heads. I'm going to go Toronto in five. Really? Florida in six. Because, you know, Toronto's Toronto. I know. Um, You know what? I've been saying for the past three years, damn it, one of these years I'm going to be right. I'm going Toronto in six games. One I, of these, I have to be right eventually. I have I'm to be. I'm Steve Dangle, that's enough. <laughs> I have to be right eventually, okay? <laughs> you, know what? God. you know what? No, um, instead of my five, I'm going to go seven. Because each series are going to win three. And then Toronto's going to score that like last-minute goal in the third period before overtime. Yeah. Like Pittsburgh did a few years ago. Against Ottawa, right? Against Ottawa. There was like 45 seconds. Or you can even seconds. say what they did in game six against Nashville. Yeah. Hornquist well, scored that game with, what, yeah, 45 well, seconds left? Only a minute. Well, like the a minute. Ottawa, the only reason I remember the Ottawa one, because we were all here together watching the game, I, there was like 45 seconds left on the clock, and we were like, holy fuck, we're going to the playoffs. 
We're going to the, we're going we're to like, the finals. We're like, holy shit. And the four or five, however many of us, we were fucking, oh my god, we partied like rock yeah, stars it, that night. Honestly, going back to that, it all, it all depends if Jack Campbell can get his shit back together. I mean, he has not been playing well recently. I say, uh, he's been, I don't know what happened, they were, he was on a Nor roll. Steve Dangle, he has not been tending the goal! But if he if he can go back to tending the goal and being what he is in a true number one goaltender, then I, I, I can see myself finally being right this year and Toronto finally moving on. But again, I said that last year and we all saw fucking happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Let's move on to the Wild West. So as of right now, the uh, number one Western team, Colorado Avalanche, will be playing the number eight team, Nashville Predators. Fucking Colorado in four. They're going to sweep. Five. Five. <laughs> Bring five. the brooms, motherfuckers. They're sweeping. I'm, I'm going to go with Bobo. I'm going to say there's a sweep, but I, I don't see Nashville playing... We, we kind of saw how Nashville played in the playoffs last year. Mm. Colorado and oh, was five. it Nashville? It was what? Who did Nashville play? It was Nashville and I can't remember who they played, but it was that was that. that was, I think it was like played. Nashville, was Minnesota. Was it? No, Minnesota yeah. played Vegas in the first round and lost in seven. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wasn't Nashville the team the series where like they had five games and every single one went to overtime? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, that, that was against Carolina. Was it Carolina? Oh, yeah. yeah. Nashville, Carolina, where every single five games, I had every a... single one of them went to overtime. And Carolina ended up winning four. The I had to think who they were playing yeah, when they went no, overtime. Jeff, it was right. Carolina. They were playing yeah. All right, and then the other wild card series would be Calgary hosting the Dallas Stars. Ooh. Calgary. Calgary. Set. Uh, I'm gonna say six. I'm gonna go Calgary. I'm gonna go the Flames in five. I'm a, I'm actually gonna go. I'm gonna say Dallas gets lucky. They win one of the. They win one game in overtime. So Calgary's gonna win three in a row. Think they're gonna sweep? Dallas wins an OT and Calgary wins it back at home. I am gonna, gonna say, say kind of somewhat. Oh, you had Jeff I'm gonna say Calgary. Sorry. I'm gonna say five. So I'm gonna, be the odd one. I'm gonna say in seven. Ooh. I'm gonna predict that they're gonna they're gonna take him for granted the first two games and drop the first two games in Calgary, and then they're gonna finally pick up their shit in game three. Maybe win three, four, five. Again, they take them take advantage of them again and kind of finally get their head screwed back on for game seven. Yeah, they're, they're going to take them advantage twice and realize, oh shit, yeah. we we need to keep keep our heads keep our heads on. And yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, another series would be St. Louis hosting Minnesota. Oh. That's a good. That's the that's first this, good one in the West here. This one's yeah. going to be. I, game I gotta seven. go. I gotta go with the underdogs in this one for once. Minnesota yep. beating at St. Louis in seven. Yeah, I I gotta agree I'm with Minnesota taking uh, in seven. I'm gonna say yeah because Bennington playoff Bennington has not been the same since no. the Cup run in 2019. Well, and especially now you have oh, Minnesota and Hulse has been doing mm-hmm. actually well, I think better than Bennington. Yeah. Minnesota has also been a very young team the last few years, so they're all kind of at that bonding stage with each other where they know what they're doing. Minnesota struggled last year and the year before, they, being that they couldn't get that bond down. They couldn't get the glue yeah. to hold their team together. Yeah, well, but they last year, yeah. But and, they and this year, they're kind of they, they took Vegas to seven games. And I, I remember, I remember my predictions. I had Minnesota in seven games, and when they won Game Six, I'm like, I'm gonna fucking be right. Yeah. I was that fucking close to being yep. right. And so and Vegas took it in seven. What I'm thinking, but this is the year Minnesota solidifies with that glue. They need like Kaprizov is a big hunk of that glue that holds that team together. If he performs as well as we think he will in the playoffs, Minnesota's got it. I feel like since the way they played last year and nearly upset Vegas last year, I feel like they can... I think they can handle St. Louis. Plus, it's and redemption. I, yep, and I feel like they can ease, They can do it this year. Yeah, well, plus it would be a redemption. 
be like, you, we you, lost. You, you ever want to push Mark Andre Fleury to seven games? <clears throat> you know, and, yeah. and almost winning when Fle- that's when Fleury performs the best. Yeah, or in game didn't, six and game didn't seven. Leonard, didn't they have Leonard play in one of that series? I think they, he started game one and gave up like seven goals or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> why Fleury. Okay, started. Fleury, get your ass in no, there. No, that's why Fleury. <laughs> that's why Fleury started the last fucking six. Yeah, and then the next two series. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of Vegas, uh, it'll be LA holding Vegas, uh, holding, yeah, hosting Vegas. Ooh. Uh, I gotta go to Vegas again. Vegas and five. Yeah. The, Vegas the, and the, five. Um, yeah, the lower seeded team. I gotta uh, go with Vegas. I'm gonna be the odd one out. LA's gonna be proving a lot of people wrong this year. LA's really gonna be proving people wrong. I think they're gonna push it. Probably made probably six or seven, but I think LA's eventually gonna take it. Why? First of all, why? Why? Yeah. Why? I, I, I want to see. I want to see your opinion, like in-depth <laughs> opinion on why. I mean, it's very similar to, like I said, Boston. A lot of them are getting old. A lot of them have a lot to prove for their final couple of years. A lot of them are probably saying, "Just hey, it's now or never." Jonathan Quick, Drew Doughty, Anze Kopitar, Dustin Brown. What do None you of them are getting any younger. What do you mean is Jonathan not so quick, right? Well, he's been pretty quick so far this year. He's he's definitely improved from past. Year. I know. Well, then, then again, he, like, he's competing with a young, upcoming Cal Peterson. He's still proven that he is that he's he's still trying to fight to keep that number one position. And I know they've been pretty much like a Flurry Murray situation. They've been back and forth, back and forth. I don't think they really have a true number one starter. And right honestly, now. I'm gonna agree with Kyle. Just being the fact that this year they have something to play for. It's it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be hard fought. Probably seven games. I don't know why we're talking about this. These series are going to happen. I, I but have, if, if it were to happen, okay. it's gonna be a barn burner. I'm gonna change my thought. I'm gonna go L.A. in six. Oh. I'm gonna okay. instead of Minnesota in five. I'm gonna say L.A. in six if playoffs were to happen today. Being that L.A. has something to play for and they're actually it's starting based to based on how hot they are right yeah. now. At the beginning of the season, they were pretty. They were struggling. Then they bounced. Yeah. And then here they are. And then Kopitar just started. I don't know if he's on steroids or what, but he just started playing out of his fucking mind. And now he's he's been able to carry that team to second place right now. All right, I have one more thing for I uh, before we get into our closing thoughts here. You, you guys know who Rick Giannet is, right? No. He he's he's the Mike Lang of Buffalo of the mm. Sabers. So this will be his last year. Announce, oh, really? yeah, oh. announcing, being the radio broadcast for the Buffalo Sabers, and you know most of us will will know this. I'm going to pay this off of Sports Violence Studios off of YouTube. This is probably this is probably is one of the Nick Benino goal call. Benino, no. Benino, Benino, no, that's Benino. It's his greatest goal call though. That that's by, this is by far one of his most famous goal calls. I do remember that vaguely, vaguely uh, uh, against Boston back in the day. Against Boston back in the day. Against Boston back in the day. He is by far one of the most, mm. if not the most, famous voice yeah. in all of hockey. Well, yet. and that's why I asked if it was a Benino go call because we were watching. The, I was in Pittsburgh watching that game. Benino was the uh, the, the Indian uh, guy, not Indian, but um. No, no, Bo was right. It's Indian. Indian. Yeah, he's he Indian. Was an Indian, Indian dude. I don't know his name. Punjabi. 
Yeah, yeah. religion crazy. Well, yeah, yeah. He, and then I wish Ethan was here for the. <laughs> Nick Bonino! But like, he is by far one of the most famous individuals to ever like commentate for. Yeah, for, or not Buffalo. Fuck. Not 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 only Buffalo, but like one of the most famous individuals. So, to one, I think one of the only ones I'd put ahead in this Doc Emmerich. Yeah. Doc, yeah. But, well, no, he, he's just for one specific team versus That's NBC true. Sports. Yeah. I mean, the, the only one, other one who would compete with him is Mike Lang of yeah. Pittsburgh Penguins. But like, obviously, he's retiring at the end of the year, which is which, which is sad because like, he's yeah. he's one of the biggest voices, and not only Buffalo, but in all of oh, NHL. Yeah. And I'll be honest, going back to what Kyle said, I miss Mike Lang's goal calls. Like, you know, and I didn't get into hockey until I met these guys, which I've said in previous episodes. But many, I remember, many times. I remember being a kid, and I'd watch playoff hockey with my dad and my mom, and I would hear Mike Lang, slap me, silly, Sydney, what a goal! Like, what would probably be your favorite? Your favorite like, Mine is call. slap me, silly, Sydney. I think I think it's got to be either the classic Elvis has just left the building, yeah. or... Make me a milkshake, Malkin. That's got to be one of them. Mine's probably Elvis. Has or or he, he'd beat the goal. Beat, he'll be like a red mule. Yeah. yeah. Was, was kind of, I'll kind of and get, Elvis know. has just yeah. left the, the building. building. I, I'll, I'll kind of bring up this um, that quote when we get into Colum- when we talk more about our Columbus trip here in a second. But that's probably one of my favorite. Yeah. The, the reason um, El- a, that Elvis, Elvis has. And I think. Elvis is the most memorable because if you guys go to a Penguins game, if the Penguins win, they say that over the loudspeaker, which kind of gives me goosebumps because you don't think it's Mike Lang until you walk out of the stadium. You're like, holy shit, I haven't heard that in forever. Yeah. That's what happened to me. Like We all went to the, our first Penguins game as the Buckpusters, and it said, Elvis has just left the building. And I'm like, I, shit out of Detroit. Yeah. And I'm like, I know Sorry. that from, and I was like, I know that call from somewhere. Yeah. And it didn't hit me till we got Jimmy back. Jimmy Howard has only had two, two wins. And at that point of the season, he had had two wins. Yeah. And at the end of the night, he had only had two wins. And <laughs> two saves. And it didn't, it, it didn't click until we got back to my grandmother's house, who lives in Pittsburgh. And I'm like, holy shit. I haven't heard that forever. So... When you guys get a chance, do us a favor. Even if you're not a Penguins fan, go experience PPG Paints. You'll have a blast. And I think that's a good carryover, too. If you ever get the chance to visit Columbus. Oh, my God. (sighs) Go to Nationwide Arena. First off, I'm going to do this before any of you guys do it. Shout out to Boston's Pizzeria. We went to, after we checked into the hotel, we went to Boston's for We haven't even checked in yet. We so we, yeah, before, we didn't like, check in. I, now, as soon as we got we went to, to Columbus, Boston. we had to go see We parked the car, and we'd walk to, to Boston's yeah. for, for food, because we were like, okay, well, let's go for a beer, because like, we're, we're not we, driving We, we walked over to check out the arena yeah. before the game, and then we it, it kind of stood out to us. So, so, okay, yeah, sure, let's get some pizza. I'm going to be honest. That was the best thin crust pizza I've ever eaten. And they have 32-ounce beers for all you junior alcoholics. For what, seven bucks or some shit? Yeah, was, they were yeah. like nine bucks. <laughs> yeah, there's... Pr- no, listen, mine was the most expensive at a 10-ounce yeah, change. He needed like a 12-ounce, <laughs> like a 16-ounce. Uh, yeah, at a 16-ounce. No, he had it, a specialty beer. Yeah. I had a Guinness. Just, That's the, not the Frank Sinatra. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to talk about that, Mr. Stadium, all right? <laughs> Why not? 
You can both talk. All three of you talking about your fuck ups. Oh, yeah, we're, yeah, we're, yeah, we're just gonna say for once in our lives, Bobo was the only one that didn't do something stupid on this. Which trip. is surprising, <laughs> but yeah, I this, know. this really good place. One of the coolest waiters. I yeah. wish I could remember his name. Just to shout out his name. Yeah, but. I don't remember his name either. But literally, that ju- he was he came up to us. He's like, "What's up, guys? How you doing?" And we're like, "Oh, Man, like he." We're, like, he's one of the best people dude, for customer oh, yeah. service, we, we, period. We, we, Regardless we're, of where it was. We're really worried we we're going to get, like, shit or spit yeah. in our food, but he, we ended up talking small talk. He goes, I'm not yeah. even from here. I'm originally from Chicago. And yeah. He's a Blackhawks fan. He's a Blackhawks fan. Black then he started yeah. talking shit on Floyd, which we're like, okay, calm down. Yeah. Hey, listen here. I don't well, give a fuck. I think, I think the thing we loved the most about him is he wasn't afraid to be himself. Yeah. Was he would come up to us, and he's like, "How?" literally, we sat down on the table. How the fuck you guys do it? And we're like, holy shit! <laughs> a waiter dropped the F bomb! <laughs> like, hell yeah! That's just, I wish I had the balls to say that that's, in my fucking work. That's place, how so. we knew it was gonna be a good day. Like it's, it's, it's gonna be a good It's gonna be a good um, day. Oh my god. He's, he's keeping us entertained the whole time, t- cracking jokes, oh, something that dude. we can't repeat on, on camera or yeah. on, on filming. The, the amount of time. Hold on. I also, I also have to pick something else up. The amount of times. We were told to fuck off in the stadium. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> All right. So, after Boston's, you know, we checked into the hotel, we went to the just, arena. Just, just, kind of, just kind of bullshit in the hotel for a couple yeah. hours. Went to the we, arena. Had, we had left here from our hometown early at what, 8 o'clock in the 8 morning. 8 a.m. Yep. We, we, got, we, we, we got to Columbus around 11, 11.30-ish, roughly. Yeah. And I, it was a little bit before 11.30 with the way I drive. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be about a four-hour drive. And we got there in three. And three, three with three and three and some co- about a quarter. Three, no, it was three, well, three, three and some time. Yeah, but it was supposed to be a three and a quarter, but we we stopped for the restroom and yeah. you know, personal business. And so. we stopped at fucking sheets and if you don't, yeah, yeah. So what? A, by the way, a pilot that had a Wendy's attached to it. By the way, <laughs> in a what have you ever seen that in a drive-through? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I had a drive-through. I, That's right. I, I wish I was able to upload the <laughs> vlog before I was able to do this, yeah. which I'm having technical difficulties, but I'm sorry. So look out for look out for that soon. That will be coming yeah. out. But. Even if we send the link, you guys will still be able to watch it. Um, yeah, and then, you know, we got to the arena, we were able to bullshit it for a while, because I, I think we got to the arena, you know, an hour before game time, which Roughly. Is, yeah, because it was... Then a, we it, were walking around. Yeah, yeah. It was a 6 p.m. puck drop, we got there around, you know, 5.15, we were able to bullshit. Yeah. You know, kind, of, kind of walk around, explore the arena? Yeah, I think we got to our seats about 5.30, because, you know, you're on I a I hate hot... to say it, I might like it more than Pittsburgh, man. Absolutely gorgeous it's arena. A, well, and here's a, the one thing. My, I love, the one thing I love about the okay. One downside is the seats are kind of tight. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. yeah. He, for us, he, for, he, okay. eventually had, we eventually had to move, but we'll, we'll so, get there. Yeah. Here, here's the thing. Compared to Buffalo in Pittsburgh, we didn't have this problem. Uh, like, so, yeah. Here's the thing. Three of the four of us here are are, are, are wider guys. Jeffy, excuse I, I was, me. I'm still co- uncomfortable. But but like, imagine you know if you're Bo, Kyle, or my size, we're we're wider guys. Me, so me Carter both this, about two twenty. Well, yeah. Put it this way. Three. I'm uh, dude. I'm like three twenty. I'm gonna say you. These guys are like two twenty five plus. We all look like fucking linemen that played at fucking football in high school, and we're trying to squeeze in these little ass seats that are made for a Barbie doll. <laughs> I was, pretty much, like, honestly. I was like, this even Je- Jeffy weighs what hundred pounds. Jeffy's he, like a hundred pounds soaking wet. Get this right. <laughs> and even he was like just kind of like, like he was and he, squished and in there. Yeah, and it was hard because you had to sit there and have your arms like this. I literally looked like a pregnant woman. Like you're like trying to show off your tits, like pushing them together. Yeah, like, like we were literally. 
I'm I'm going to hold guy. my beer and, and hold my pretzel like this. Yeah. You can't see what I'm doing. That's but. the one thing we didn't like. Like, like you're craving a fucking infant right like, now. Like, craving infant yeah. with one hand, have my beer in one hand like this, and, like, trying not... Because in the end, the cup holders are very unstable. Yeah. yeah. The only two complaints I have, but other than that, That's, absolutely yeah. Other than that, gorgeous. it is a gorgeous arena. Gorgeous arena, gorgeous we, atmosphere outside of it. Yeah. It's, what, two, oh, two yeah. blocks away oh, from the uh, AAA affiliate of the Cleveland, Indi- Cleveland Guardian. Sorry. Yeah. Oh man, I, I can't wait for you guys to experience Amelie Arena. I really, I really can't wait. Like, yeah, well, that I, won't be for another eight, ten years. Be for a while. Yeah. yeah. But um, before we kind of get more into it, Buffalo, between Buffalo? our two away games, um, Buffalo or Columbus? Or I'm going. I say I Columbus. Columbus. The, the only reason why Buffalo's in contention is because Ethan. Yeah, and yes. you might say, you know, I'll bend over for Ethan. Which I mean, is, but the four true. of us were just as loud as the five of us were. Oh my god! Yeah, true. We had we had and very close. We had this, the nosebleed seats again, second and back beautiful row. Beautiful view, Go- oh, gorgeous yeah. view. We right, right behind uh, Chester, not Chester, and uh, Merzlikas um, for the for the first and Elvis, third period. Yeah. Elvis. Yeah, and I'll be honest, we probably got told to fuck off eight or nine times. D- during the game, about three or four, and walking even, out of the arena. Even walking out of the arena. Times, you know, walking out of the arena. Go back to Pittsburgh. We're not from Pittsburgh. We're not from yeah. Pittsburgh. Sorry. Like, Sorry. there was a couple times where we, you know, our hotel was a fucking eighth of a mile. Very, so, very similar to <clears throat> Buffalo, where every yeah. time they chanted, let's go Jackets, we're screaming at the top of our lungs. Let's go Penguins. The funny thing and was... And every time CBJ, well, let's go Pens! And the other great thing, thing is, was... There, there was a, a Penguins there, fan at the well, end of our row. There's another Penguins fan in yeah. the section over at the end well, of the row. So to thing. us at the other Sitting section. Next to here's us. what I noticed. For us being in Columbus, there were more Penguins fans than there yeah, were... About 50, 50. Columbus, I want to say it was more like 70% Columbus, 30% Pittsburgh. Well, you Buff- heard the Pittsburgh fans <laughs> over the Columbus fans. Well, because yeah, no, we were fucking there. That's why. Yeah. We started having those. <laughs> yeah, we did. And compared to Buffalo, where it was like more 50-50. Yeah. Literally 50-50. <laughs> oh, my God, man. It is such an experience. Yes, oh the Penguins God. ended up winning, by the way, if Come, they didn't catch that game. Coming back. Mark Friedman saved, though, man. Oh, my oh God. My I hope God. this would be better if I bought him dinner. I know there was jokes in he was going to. I hope he actually fucking did. Like, like whatever you want, Freeman, like, I'm going to buy you dinner. Oh, my God. Dude, I'll buy you a fucking steak we all from Texas Longhorn. Like, all, all oh, the Columbus fans Longhorn are... Longhorn Steakhouse, All, all yeah. the Columbus fans are going crazy because they thought it was a goal. And even we were like, it's that quick. That might have that might have crossed the line. Yeah. Like, we, like we, we, we weren't were, sure. Like, we, we were all shitting bricks. We, we knew, that, we knew when the next whistle came that they were going to look at it. Well, and it took, what, 15 minutes to review? No. 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 The, the longest know. one was the Sid goal at the end there. Yeah, it took him about five minutes to look at it. Because I thought it felt like 50, it felt like twenty minutes because they were sitting there looking at the computers, and you know hockey refs they'll kind of sit in the circle jerk and they're like, okay, what are we gonna do? How sit are we gonna call this? Circle jerk. You know? <laughs> it never was originally called a goal, so they just kind of looked at it and then yeah. they, they just kind of blew it off and just went and did the face off. Yeah, they didn't have to do like no 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 the no goal or goal announcement. Because well because that because they only have to do that if it's called a goal yeah. if they're reversing a call. They never officially called well, it a goal. Well, because that goal I heard it hit the pipe and the four oh, of us never hit the pipe. I heard it just kind of very slowly slid okay. its way underneath with the Smith. Oh, there was another shot somebody had. I don't remember who it was, and it hit the pipe, and the four of us looked at each other, and we yeah. were like, holy was that fuck. In the, was that in the second period? Because was that, was that right down in front of us? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The free, oh, my God. Because man. that the Smith was... Smith better have fucking bought in dinner. Yeah, well, because <laughs> that was the second shot of the beginning of the period. The first shot, 
They came down, they hit the slot, you know, it was a one-timer slapper, and it caught the crossbar. You, you could and, hear that yeah. ring across the arena. We just, were all ding, like, ding. holy shit, that was, it was almost that the close to it being was a two-goal game. It was two to one. It was two already, it was that close to being a two-goal game. It was that, yeah. And that could have ended, ended up being the game-winning goal. And then the second one was the Friedman goal where he literally... Full out, arm, legs, everything looks like a fucking starfish, and we're like, "There's no fucking way." A guy way that got, call, got that got called up as a se- as a seventh defenseman yeah. to replace the injured Matheson, and well, you know, was able to do that in his first, his first game back. <laughs> yeah, well, and I literally, I, I whispered, I was next to Colin at the time, and I whispered to him, and I'm like, "Dude, there's no way he fucking caught that Columbus just scored." What the fuck you mean? We were we were we did not whisper a single thing while we were at that game. You know <laughs> what I mean? We were, next, wow, we, we were next to each other. Well, at, at that point of the game. We had to yell because we yeah. lost our yeah. voices. And that's so. what I meant by whisper. I was screaming at the top of my lungs, but he could hardly hear me. I kind of think very surprised that we all woke up with our voices. Yeah, and I morning. literally... I, we were supposed to have voices <laughs> next morning? I'm yeah. very surprised that we did. Well, I, ca- I, I mean, kind of laugh at Colin's comment at the beginning of the game. He kind of... He oh, he started saying... Um, this is a story we, uh, we said before where Jamie Drysdale, like... Yeah, cool. Good. We're good. 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 Hey, Jamie, good place. Good, Jamie. Good. We looked at your bed. And then Brian Dillon did the same thing this game. Brian Dillon made a nice, a nice takeaway, a nice block. Whatever. I was starting to say, right, Brian, nice play, nice play, Dillon, nice play. And then uh, Boone turned around and they go score a goal. Yeah. And he's like, Brian Dillon, play, play. Just kidding, Dillon, just kidding. And then the fucking cannon goes off. And it's like down. Paul with Chris with Tang. Oh, my God, he did something. Fuck, the other team scored. <laughs> But the cannon, man, that's cool. I, I completely yeah. forgot about it going into the Dude, arena. Dude, it scared the piss out of me. And Colin even warned us. I knew it was coming. Because so I, I, knew, I knew they do it at the, after every goal. Yeah. I knew they did it at the beginning. I wasn't sure about so, between periods. So yeah. if you guys ever go to Columbus, there's a little, I think it's a Civil War cannon, if it I remember. Yeah. So that's why they, shoot bl- they shoot blanks out of a Civil War cannon after every goal, every period, and the end Not of the game. Period. Beginning of the game. Beginning of the game, end of the game. And, then, the and then if they win. Yeah, beginning of the game, end of the game, and if Guess they what? win. Guess what? We only heard it three times, baby, because they didn't win the twice, game. Twice. We heard three. it twice. No, we beginning heard it three. I heard it three. Oh, I heard it three. And the first time, we were all kind of sitting around. We were drinking our beers because, you know, you're in a hockey game. you got to have fucking... And then, boom! We're like... Yeah. <laughs> And we heard like, holy shit, we, we our beer all over ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we, we knew it was coming, we, we didn't know we when. Heard, it was we were kind of waiting yeah. and then just out of boom. It was more of us anticipating it. It's like... What, and it came sooner than we yeah. were expecting. So <laughs> just I'm going to relate this to medical shit because all the nurses make fun of me. It's like big guys getting shots. We watch the needle go in and we jump. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, it's always the big dudes that jump because they it's a little needle. And they're like, oh, I ain't scared. And they watch it go on their skin they're like... Fuck me. I think that's one that I always like about Columbus. They have some of the unique props like yeah. like that for an age because I don't think that that yeah, we know. I, I picked up some souvenirs. I picked up a nice yeah. shot glass. Yeah, nice even, yeah, dude, the shot glass I bought has a Civil War camera that's on it. I, Same with the hockey puck. I, I, I tried like, to find one of those and I couldn't, unfortunately. I wanted the, the, date. the line in the main store is way too long. We just hit one of the, the smaller stores in the yeah. main concourse. Well, that's where I well originally I went to the main store and there was about nine different shot glasses. There's and, also about 90,000 people in line. Well, so like, yeah, here, well, no, here's what happened. Hip and I went to the bathroom to grab a beer. There was nobody in you line. You went to the bathroom to grab a beer? No. Went to the bathroom <laughs> then to grab a beer. So, Colin so and I... Is the bathroom in there? No. Well, so, no fucking away. So, Colin and I went down to go pee because it's hard to find... It, it's better to go in groups and in a big arena like that. And Colin had to go pee and he's like, Bobo... Wait out here for me. That bathroom was right across from the main arena, from the main thing. The main arena, yes. Or the main. It's, a, it's only one arena. The main, not the arena. The main Story. shop. Yeah. yeah. 
And I was looking through all the shot glasses, all the hockey pucks, and I hear, Bobo, where are you at? And I'm like, fuck. Never said a damn thing like that, Bobo. Dude, I, I, well, I saw you, and you were looking around. I saw you kind of peeking your head looking for me. And I was like, shit, I want to buy one, but should I just wait? I bought a shot glass for my girlfriend and I. Those Canon ones, they were the last two in stock. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck it. I almost gave one to you, and my girlfriend said she wanted something. I'm like, fuck it. I'll give it to her because her whole family loves to drink. <laughs> um, Yeah, that was definitely, um, like, it was kind of cool with, obviously we mentioned this when we were talking about our news and that with Rick Nash's retirement jersey, like, Right, they obviously used the 61 light they had during that ceremony the other night. Um, like on the, along the concourse, they had like where you can get a picture with the 61 um, yeah. number. That was kind of pretty cool. Which we probably should have while we were there, but kind of forgot about it as we were leaving. I can't. Too hyped and too excited over the win. And, and too many people were telling us to fuck off at the time. So like, yeah, we, like, or we might get jumped tonight. We might want to get back to the hotel. <laughs> And actually be safe about but this. But yeah, we, um, the one. So what sucks about being a Penguins fan, man, is like, we, we, we travel, Penguins fans travel everywhere. It, no matter the, where you go, you're not really, you're never really going to be a true minority of a fan there. Yeah, regardless of whether you're in Pittsburgh or you're in Arizona, like, you're always going to travel in groups. Well, regardless. Arizona doesn't get fans regardless, so. Ooh. Well, I'm not. Am I wrong? No, 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 no. I'm saying. <laughs> just because, you know, geographic. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,. The one goal, kind of going back to what I said, my friend, favorite thing with Elvis, because obviously Elvis was in net for Columbus, so you now of course when Pittsburgh won, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like Elvis has just left the building. <laughs> we were, dude, who didn't we chirp in that game? Oh my! There's one point where Colin told me that I wasn't chirping loud enough, so I started chirping everything I could possibly see, and they're doing one of the the, the fan interactive games or whatever, and they're announcing, oh, this is so and so, this is. Bob, and this is Jeff. I said, wow, Jeff, what a fucking name. And Jeff just turns around. And- <laughs> I was so confident. What the fuck do you mean? Oh, my God. Dude, I said I Jeff? wasn't chirping. So I started chirping Jeff, literally, literally everything. Jeff's eyes opened real wide like he was a kid in a candy store. And he goes, And he turns huh? around to Kyle like, what the fuck do you mean? And he goes, Kyle, that's my And the kid at the end of the road like, no offense, Jeff. And the kid at the end of the road just started dying. What was, um... I forget, like, how many of you guys, because we obviously did last week our predictions for all the goals. Like, I, I was right. I, Bo, I, I think Bo was actually the closest. I had Crosby scoring one, and no, I, I had. Final, one, final score wise, I got 3 four, 2. I, I said 4 to 2, which I, I think had Bo, five, I think I, I, think had I five said two. 3 2, but I, I said 6. Oh, I said 6 3. All right. I I said, said, Bo, Bo was the closest. I'll I finish. said 3 2, but I said overtime. I was but very regard, close. No, I was very close when I said Cappy was going to get a goal and he got the assist. Here's the thing. Regardless of what our final scores were, were Bobo was the closest. Well, and, in all honesty and all respect, Bobo was the closest. And the only reason I said OT, because every, this is every Pittsburgh team. Sorry to offend you if you're a Steelers fan but or a Penguins fan like us. But they tend to play down to their opponents. Yeah. So here I'm thinking we're going to go into overtime. 2-2 are going into OT, and I'm like, Crosby's going to take the game winner in OT. He's going to take a one-timer from fucking Malkin something, and bam. Something funny. Yeah. Five of the past six hockey games I have been to have all been 3-2. to two. The first game in Pittsburgh, we went to watch him play the three Flyers. 3-2. Two. 3-2. Two. 
the season opener that with was, the Otters. Well, that was, was overtime, three to two. though, wasn't it? Still. I went to the game with my girlfriend against the Sabres in Pittsburgh. Three to two in overtime where Jeff Schwarter, Carter scored Just the game Just his winner. past Jeff Schwarter? <laughs> Who the hell is Jeff Schwarter? Well, the only one that's still was the Thanksgiving game where, Pitt, where Erie came back and beat that's the Sault Ste. Right. Marie that's after right. being down three yeah. to nothing and won five to three. That's Man. right. The last game I went to against the, the Erie Otters in London, we lost three to two. Just this the past weekend on Friday, we lost three to two. We went to Columbus. The Penguins won three to two. Like, what is it, man? I can't. I can't maybe, stand these close games anymore. Maybe man. your lucky number is five, and that's what people are trying. And that's what every fucking person in the world is trying to. I honestly, I should have fucking predicted three to two because that's. I just attract those fucking close games, man. Like I can't stand them. I, that's not, why do you think we fucking take you? <laughs> Penguins were what down three, two to one going into the third, and we we scored what ten minutes left, nine minutes left. Ten, yeah. no, ten and a half minutes left is when we tied it. Was that it, it, it was kind of a bullshit. We got a kind yeah. of a bullshit penalty. I'm not gonna lie. And then thirty seconds left is when the Penguins actually right. won it. Yeah, it thirty already, seconds. Thirty seconds. It was like, it was like, it was like three and a half minutes. Either way, it was yeah. fucking not I actually know. Kyle was right because there was about four minutes that, left that, on the clock. That was the, the Sid Cros- goal. Crosby's yeah. goaltender interference goal, which yep. you can kind of. He was pushing the was pushed And that's in. why a lot of people were booing when we were leaving. They're like, oh, the refs are biased. And we're like, welcome to fucking Pittsburgh, motherfucker. How's it feel? <laughs> he like, was, that just sucks to be out of the playoffs, doesn't it? <laughs> he was pushed in because we clearly... Like, I don't well, think there was five minutes that went by where we weren't no. chirping. Well, and here's the thing about that goal. I seriously thought they were going to call Other than it. when we were eating. Yeah. Well, I seriously thought they were going to call goalie interference on Crosby. Well, they reviewed it for goal I time. know they did. It was originally gold, then they waved it off, and then Pittsburgh, I think Pittsburgh challenged it. Or Pittsburgh, was it originally Col- gold? Columbus. Columbus. No, no, Columbus challenged it, lost the challenge, and they got a, a two-minute penalty. Yeah. yeah. For today of game. So, for, yeah, two, two so, of the last three and a half minutes, they were yeah. on the penalty kill. But still, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, and going back, if I were a Columbus fan, yeah, that goal might piss me off. But at the same time, look at all the Pittsburgh games you're watching. The refs don't call shit against other teams. Yeah. And we're like, welcome to Pittsburgh, motherfuckers. You want to join the club? Just welcome to the NHL in general. Yeah. You want to join the club? Here, sign my jersey. I got a space No matter whether you're a fan of the call or a fan of the team that the call is against or a fan of the team that the call is for, refs suck. (laughs) Yeah. Let's be honest. All right. To wrap this week's episode up, it's our normal, normal, stereotypical games to watch for the week. I know, Jeffy... You got Monday. Tomorrow's game, March 7th. Um, it's the Battle of Alberta. Edmonton Oilers take on the Calgary Flames. I uh, I got Oilers by two. I got Edmonton, Edmonton by one. Edmonton by two. Edmonton by two. Edmonton by two. So Kyle, what do you think? I'm going to be out when I don't say Calgary. By? One or two. It's not, it's not going to so, be a blowout okay. yeah, for either side, a, I don't yeah. think. It's always a good so, game between those it's two. It's going to be a bloodbath regardless. Yeah. Like, which one do you guys have two? Zach, Kathy, and, Zach Cassian, and Matthew Kuchuk who hate each other's fucking guts. It's yeah. always good to see those two go against each other. Yeah, yeah. next up will be Bobo with that. The Wednesday. Night. So, March 9th, my brother's birthday. Capitals and Oilers. Craps. I'm going to go the craps by two. Craps by one. The caps by one. You know what? Fuck no. you guys. I'm the other one now. We're going to Oilers in this No. One. You know what? I'm going to go with Kyle. I'm going to go Oilers and OT by one. I'm, yeah. I'm going to go. Say, I, don't, I don't know if it's necessarily OT, but I'll I'm, say by one. I'm going to go 2 2, end of the third, and Mickey D is going to take the overtime goal and, th- and make it 3 2 OT. McJesus, Kyle McJesus. Je- I call him Mickey D because, you know, fuck it. And he has millions of different nicknames. Yeah. But. Coming up on Thursday, March 10th, hosting <laughs> the. 
Colorado Avalanche is the Carolina Hurricanes. Ooh. Both respectively first place in their divisions. Colorado being at 40-11-5. Carolina being 39-12-5. So literally Ooh. just if they would have won one more game, they'd have the exact same record. So, all right. I'm going to go Colorado by three. Ooh. I'm going to go Colorado by three. Ooh. And with that being said, I have a feeling Carolina has to choke one of these games. With them playing a team like that, I feel like the goaltending core is going to choke. I'm not gonna say there's gonna be a hat trick or anything, but I'm gonna say they're I'm gonna say Colorado's gonna start on fire. And they're gonna score three, maybe four in the first and second, and then fucking Carolina. Carolina's gonna pot one in the third just so they don't get blown out. But that's just me. So you're saying four, four to one Colorado? I'm going to go four to one Colorado. I'm going to swap that and say four to one Carolina. Ooh. I'm going to go with Bubba in this one and, and go with Colorado. All right, Jeffy. You're the deal breaker. I'm going with Colorado by two. I was going to oh, say five by two. Man out. I'm going to say like five, five, three. It's going to be a high school. It's, it's going to be a high school game. Three, six, Even if it's like. It's going to be yeah. a good one. Not as high oh, scoring yeah. as the football game we saw last week. No. <laughs> What time is that? I might have to watch that. That is a 7 o'clock game. It's in Carolina. So. 7 o'clock on the 10th. I might have to watch that. We might have to do a little fucking buckbusters party for that game. Potentially, right. maybe. So, moving on to Sunday, March 13th. Obviously, this game will be done by the time we start recording. But it's a week game. That, uh, two of the top three teams in the Metro, where the Carolina Hurricanes host the Pittsburgh Penguins. Ooh. All right. I'm going to uh, get yeah. Canes by two. Canes by one. I say Canes by one. They already got blown out of the water once by Carolina, so they're probably going to get blown out again. I would say Pittsburgh gets their revenge. Think Win, so? Wins by two. I mean, and maybe one and do a reverse and do another overtime, and they get the well, win. Well, I can, yeah, I can see it, but it's Carolina should have had more goals because Carolina outplayed the fuck out of Pittsburgh last game. I can see it. They, but they looked tired. They weren't tracking the puck as well. They weren't playing their man as well. I saw four or five breakaways that should have been goals, and goaltending court for Pittsburgh came in clutch, and I'm like, you guys are fucking lucky. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just me. No, they're the Penguins. Fuck they're you. Hurricanes. Fuck you. So that's my little... Two cents on it. I don't know if you guys have anything else to pitch in on that. I was just going to add, add in a fun fact here. Or okay. fun fact of the week here. I don't think we've done it in a couple weeks. Uh, we all know that a lot of weird things have been eaten out of the Stanley Cup, drinking out of the Stanley Cup. But one of the weirdest things ever, Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman Nolan Pratt back in 2004. Um, uh, yeah, you know, like some players have eaten hot dog, ice cream, pierogies, poutine. Pierogies? He decided fuck? to put dog food. Uh, it doesn't say whether or not he ate it or if he gave it to his dog, but he put dog food uh, in the Stanley Cup. <laughs> hopefully, if he ate it, it tastes like chicken. I said, hopefully, he gave it to This is from sportscasting.com. It says, oh, sure, man. you can't touch the Stanley Cup even if, if you haven't won it. Or at least you're not supposed to. It's one of those superstition things that says in quotations. That don't... But when a team does win it, players get to fill with whatever food or beverage they choose. Food items eaten out of the cup include ice cream, pierogies, even poutine. Although the award of the weirdest cup contents goes to the former Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman Nolan Pratt and any other player who has put dog food 
in the Lord Stanley's mug. He might have had dogs, and because what you said, they might not ever be able to touch the pot. I mean, they get the, they, everybody gets a day with the cup. Yeah. So, I mean, like, maybe, I don't know. They, or he could have really he he, been a... he's the one that ate it. Well, he could have been a good Samaritan and taken it to, like, a shelter. Yeah. Fill the whole thing with food. A and dog shelter, like, I'd hope. Yeah. <laughs> No, he's he's gonna take no. He's gonna go to he the didn't sal- specify, so. no. He's gonna go to the Salvation Army. Army, eat up, bitches. <laughs> All right, and that will wrap it up for our episode fifty uh, podcast. Uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in for our first fifty number fifty episode fifty. Hard to now, believe already. Now, now that's fifty the, more. Let's hope for the next five hundred. So five hundred. So shoot for a hundred for now, man. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's what they always Shoot say. For the hey, at this point. hey, you know hey, what they hey. say in hockey: go big or go home. Unfortunately, Ethan could hey. be with us for this one, but he should and hopefully will be with us for one hundred. Yeah, so, so he will be. There's uh, no here, doubt. Yeah, here, Chance he may even be with us for, uh, seven, for everybody. Seventy-five. I know seventy-five isn't as much of a. We're gonna so. raise our glasses to Ethan. Everybody, pick up your beer. I got nothing left. So <laughs> I don't give a yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't give a all shit. All right, let's <laughs> shut the fuck up and toast for afterwards. Thank you guys for the wonderful first fifty. Here's to the next. However many episodes we decide to do. Here's to the next Thank 50. you guys. Peace out. Do- See ya. Do- Peace out.